0: Cassius, IFL TV, MTK Global we're in Chicago, ahead of Usyk against Witherspoon. Uh, fighting on the bill this week, Dimitri Bivol. How are you, sir? I'm great. Yeah. How are you feeling ahead of your fight with Castillo this weekend?
1: Mm, I'm, I'm good. I'm glad that Castillo took this fight, uh, because we have had uh, some problem with the uh, opponents. Uh, Castillo is a real man who Was preparing to his fight, but he changed his uh, uh, his fight on fight with me.
0: Changed his fight to fight you. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you had a problem in general trying to get opponents, or was it you had a problem trying to get an opponent for this date?
1: Uh, Only on this fight, uh, I think. Before we have. no, not much problem like <laughs> this yeah. fight.
0: Okay, but you you think Castillo is a good fighter?
1: Yeah, uh, many people uh, talking that he's not a good fighter because his position in the boxing ring too far from me. But I don't think that. Uh, I see his uh, boxing and I see he's a good boxer. He knocked Marcus Brown down. Yeah. It, it means uh, a lot. He was in Olympic Games 2008. It means that he uh, has a uh, good boxing skills, and he's tall. he's good in uh, counter attack, and he uh, he can wait his moment in the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. He mo- he moves uh, back and uh, don't scared be uh, patient. Wait, be, be patient for his moment. Yeah.
0: You know everyone who reads box rec is an expert, you know that?
1: What? Expert.
0: Everyone who is a saying they say that people on box rec always experts, they're not but they think they are.
1: Все кто себя Yeah. yeah. yeah? <laughs> I think yeah. But uh, when I start uh, when I had my first uh, fight I wasn't in uh, boxing rec. Bo yeah. in boxing. Yeah. Uh, boxing. Box yeah. But uh, in uh, seven fights, <laughs> I stand the uh, uh, world Kakademini uh, in interim, interim champion. oh, okay.
0: championship. Is the plan next year? We know we've, you've spoken about wanting unification fights, and you've also mentioned Canelo as well. Um, but is that the plan for 2020 unification and possibly even Canelo?
1: Why not? Uh, 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 I just want a good opponent. I want more bells and uh, if uh, it's easy to make a fight against uh, Kovalev or Canelo, because we are both on uh, yeah, Dazon. Dazon, yeah. I will be, I will be great, but I will be glad, yeah. If it will, uh, if it uh, better be for Guazik. You're going to watch
0: that fight next week in
1: uh, Philadelphia. W- yeah, of course I, I will watch, but on uh, TV. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Who wins that fight between? Uh, I don't TV know.
1: And... Uh, only God knows. I don't like to make a predictions uh, because uh, uh, it depends uh, who who win. It depends uh, from uh, small uh, reasons.
0: Yeah. But you do you have a winner who wins out of Canelo and Kovalev.
1: The same, same. the same way. Yeah. Uh, people uh, talk that Canelo beat Kovalev easy. He will uh, punch his body and uh, knock him out. But it's not easy. <laughs> this is uh, this is Kovalev. Uh, he uh, he boxed against. Uh, his boxing is better than uh, Bernard Hopkins than Andre uh, Ward. Mm. Uh, yeah, of course, Underworld uh, finds some keys, but it's not easy. It, but it wasn't easy for him. And Kovalev is a great fighter. Uh, he's taller. Uh, he he will try to keep his on the distance. Uh, but we will see how he will prepare for this fight and what he will show us. But it's not easy for Canelo or for Kovalev. Good fight.
0: Okay, Dimitri, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Your English is brilliant. It's getting better and better and very good.
1: Yes, thank you. This is my uh, photographer uh, t- experience. Talking, talking to the photographer. T- oh, no, really? No, no he, he said to me, You have to be uh, badass <laughs> this Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> is that what he said? Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Yes. That's
0: fine. <laughs> we, we understand that here. Uh, Dimitri, thank you very much and wish you the best of luck on Saturday.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
2: doing my own corner, you know, I David has been saying we have to get a coach, I'm like, no, I don't want a coach, again, I've been boxing for years, I know how to train myself and stuff like that, just write the programme, and I'll do it myself, just sort within ourselves right now.
3: Even on fight night? Even
2: on fight night, yeah.
4: Eric, do you feel like you
2: may have had a bit of a touch in the fact that you've still got a big fight,
4: but you've perhaps got a fight that is easier than Joseph Parker?
2: <laughs> Mate, I just, everybody, have, listen man, there's nothing easy in the heavyweight game, bro, let's <laughs> all so be honest. You know, there's nothing easy in the heavyweight game. You know, a guy can come in there, he hasn't boxed for two years, and then suddenly, wham, wham it's a knockout. It's a hard game, you know. Uh, David Price is uh, a big guy. He's from up north, so phew, it's going to be a good fight.
4: What was going to be your sixth
2: fight in a row the O2. It must feel like your second home in there now. Uh, the O2 is a home, home from home, man. I love the O2s nearby, get a the train there, walk in there, get in the get my dressing room, you know, ready to rock and roll, you know, home of boxing, you know, so I'm just I'm just chuffed about boxing at all too again.
4: Where were you when you first found
2: out about the news about Joseph Parker? Um, where was I? Uh, I just finished training, I just finished sparring, <laughs> and David called me, he goes, oh, I need to talk to you, I'm like, every time you want to talk to me, it's about bad news or good news, so give me the bad news first, and he goes, oh, he's pulled out, i like, so how long you know him for? Because I know for about three days. <laughs> I was like, great. That's the manager, you need to, gives all the good secrets to himself. So he told me anyway, because I didn't want to disrupt your training, first floor, I know like, he won't disrupt me. And I was, it's boxing, man, it's happened before. So
0: your
4: initial response was just right, okay, that's fine,
2: who's next? Yeah, I was like, well, we're gonna go. Because you have to understand, uh, You know, when when fighters pull out, you know, people spend, I spend money, you know, training camp and this and that and that and that. So, when somebody pulls out, that's money down the line, even for himself. So, um, you know, I'm just happy that somebody else has stepped in to rock and roll.
4: We've almost seen a rejuvenated confidence in David Price since that day of fight. Are you expecting the best version of him in
2: this fight? Yeah, I'm expecting the baddest David Price in this fight, man. He's going to be on it.
3: this is a more dangerous fight than the
2: Parker fight? Every fight is dangerous, bro. You know, every fight is dangerous. There's nothing... Every fight you take is dangerous. That's all I can say. Eric, how much do you know about this Joe Joyce offer?
4: Frank
2: Warren said. You know what, yeah, especially we've got the cameras right now. Yeah, I'm just going to put this out there. Frank Warren needs to stop saying my name. That's what I'm saying. He carried on saying my name. I'm going to be very upset with him now. He needs to stop saying my name. He's a dinosaur in the young man's game. You know, there's young promoters out there. Frank Warren needs to leave the the promotion now to his kids. You know, his son George is a group promoter. He should just let George promote. Frank Warren, you need to retire. Which camera is it? Frank Warren, you need to retire and go hang out with your grandkids. The boxing game is not yours anymore. Yeah, so don't ever, ever say my name anymore. Apart if you want to give me my money, you owe me, that's it. Is it Joe
4: Joyce for still something you're interested in?
2: I don't need to fight Joe Joyce, what am I fighting Joe Joyce for? I told him an offer already, if they go come back with that offer, listen, when is it Frank Warren ever put a bigger show? The last big show Frank Warren put on was with me, and that was it. That's it. That is it. He hasn't put any big show on, and that's it.
0: My fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye, fight fans.
4: Oscar Bevis for AFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in London, and I'm joined by Mr. David Hay. David, hi.
5: Fantastic. All, all is all is very well, my friend.
4: October the 26th. Now, all the talk was about Derek at the press conference. All the talk since has been about him because of the Joseph Parker pullout. We've ended up with Chisora Price, which, in many people's eyes, especially domestically, is a yeah. better fight. Talk to me about it.
5: Yeah, I agree. It's a fight where everybody has an opinion. You know, both two very popular. British heavyweights. Great personalities, both of them. Both, you know, always give 100%. They always go out there, guns guns blazing. Both have shown vulnerabilities. Both have been knocked out in the past. Both have come back from those knockout losses and really improved, you know, just on, off their, both of their last performances. You know, Derek Chisora's last performance was against Arthur Spielker, who on paper at least uh, was, a, was a big favourite, you know, uh, the experience that he had, you know, the fact he went nine rounds and, with Deontay Wilder uh, showed that he was a, a world level uh, heavyweight. Awkward southpaw, Derek Chisora went through him. He went out there, it was a real big statement he made by just putting it clean clean on Artis Bilker, who just wasn't able to deal with it and knocked, knocked him out. Show real knockout, one of the knockouts of the year. Also, David Price, you know, his fight against Dave Allen. Dave Allen was riding high. Coming off that um, that beautiful stoppage victory over, you know, the, the Lucas Brown, Brown who yeah. had a fantastic record going into that, he uh, he was at confidence was riding high. So two fighters, you know, who are at that crossroads stage in their career where they can't afford another loss. You know, both were in their mid 30s. Both realised this is it. You know, it was, uh, O2 Arena, you know, plenty of tickets sold. Every 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 single person in that arena knows. Both fighters very, very well. They've seen the ups, they've seen the downs, and they support them. You know, whenever whenever David Price fights someone, the whole of British public is behind him. Whenever Derek fights someone, the whole of British public. And now you've got these guys both coming together. And I think their styles are going to gel very, very well. You know, I, I've known David Price for, for many years. Lovely man, great fighter, solid amateur. He's helped me over the years. You know, time and time again with sparring. I've been fighting tall guys. If you can get, get past David Price's jab, you can get past anybody's jab, and uh, he's very hard to get close to. And if you're lucky enough to get into range, you've got to make sure you don't walk onto one of his uppercuts or his right hands down the pipe. As he's probably one of the hardest uh, single-punching heavyweights on the planet. Unfortunately, he hasn't been able to convert that. Um, he's been very unlucky with the guys that he's had these losses, ended, ended up getting failed for drugs, drug, been drug cheats and that's, that's heavily affected his career to a negative. So, um, you know, he's juiced some luck, let's hope he doesn't get it all against Zora, but um, I definitely feel he's, he, he hasn't fulfilled his full potential, whether that was down to him or whether it was down to his, apo- his opponents juicing, um, taking performance-enhancing drugs in a, in the fights so that he'd been failed. they failed after the fight after he's been knocked out. I'm not sure if it affected. Did they change the, change on the record those losses from a two-no contest? Well, I don't or, think so. So that's, that's terrible. I don't think so. It's like an Olympic like Olympic gold medalist yeah. um, getting pop for steroids and then they just leave the record as him winning and they, it's not fair. You can't do that. But that's what I'm saying. He's been very very unlucky in his in his, in his career um, and. Um, it sounds a bit mean, but I hope he doesn't get any luck on the 2026. 20, you know, Derek's the same. You know, he's you know he, he he lost that fight. His last fight he lost was against Dylan White, where he was you know winning the fight. You know, had a couple of points deducted and got a bit desperate. He felt a little shortchanged, but you know, Dylan Dylan D- D- closed the show and it was a, a frustrating frustrating night. Great performance, great entertainment for the crowd. But you know, Derek's Derek's come back from that and improved immensely. And he's got a nice little string of victories and he's, he's looking to continue that forward and upward trajectory to a heavyweight title fight for,
4: for most fighters an opponent change like this would be a bit of a nightmare because stylistically Park yeah. and price are so different but we know del and we know that regardless of his opponent in a big fight he's going to come forward and he's yeah, going to throw he's, shots he's, he's so is this <laughs> sort of is he sort of the perfect fighter for a situation like this yeah, regardless he, we know what he's going uh, to what what, he's gonna bring
5: i'm actually pleasantly surprised that Because Derek sparred with David Price and anyone who sparred with David Price will tell you he's an absolute nightmare to get to because he's got such long arms, he's got very fast feet as well, been underrated feet, he can get out of range and when a big guy moves his feet, you fall short. You try and launch him from out of range, he's got good timing and distance. The the, the only time he seems to struggle is when he tries to punch up close. Because he's got such long arms, the leverage, he, he finds it hard to throw punches in close. So obviously he's going to want to keep, it, keep Derek at arm's length. Derek's going to want to get onto his chest, working inside. So I think it's just a perfect, perfect mix of styles, perfect gel, of, perfect gel for, for opponents.
4: There were so many names that we heard were put in the mix. Um, Hunter and Pavetkin were two of them. We're expecting them to fight yeah. possibly each other in Saudi Arabia. Domestically, Joe Joyce is obviously a massive fight. Um, first things first, you two are next to each other at Royal Albert Hall and BT. Was it awkward?
5: It looked it. What, did it look awkward? It did. About why is that how it so? just did
4: look a bit awkward between you and Joe. Is right,
5: it not? Did, no? did it didn't feel awkward for me. Okay. Yeah. Um
4: yeah, obviously domestically a massive fight. Um this offer that was eye opening. Talk Pardon? to me about that. Frank Ron said he sent an offer for Joe Joyce yeah. to step in that was eye opening.
5: Yeah, Derek had Derek signed for a fight on the twenty sixth of uh,
4: Did they they wanted the date moved?
5: Pardon? They wanted the date I think Joyce the proposition moved. was him to completely pull off the show. Yeah and fight somewhere else you know Derek's a sort of man of his word if he says he's going to fight on a date and it would potentially affect the date him pulling off the, let's say Derek Derek did take that fight on another network it would then heavily affect the show you know it probably will no longer be a pay-per-view event um, people have paid tickets to see Derek so a lot of people are out of pocket and you know he's not that type of guy to try and do the old switcheroo last minute so the fact that we got an opponent like David Price you know he wasn't looking at any other offers? He, he just wanted to. Once this fight's done, he will look. He'll talk to anybody after this fight, but he knows this fight is a, is a must-win fight for him, and he needs to really step his step his game up.
4: Eddie said that a thousand tickets have been sold since the announcement of this fight. Um, obviously, we saw Dele at the press conference say that he is the main attraction. Um, there is actually proof to back up that when you're selling out the O2, a lot of it will be Derek Chisora fans. What sort of discussions have you and Eddie had, or discussions have there been surrounding that?
5: Not that much, it was a bit banter I think, it was uh, you know, whether someone's come to see Derek or uh, Josh, it's irrelevant, they're going to be there, they're going to buy their ticket, they're going to enjoy the fights. Um, I, I, there hasn't been that much talk regarding it. Um, now we've had, a, uh, now we've had an uh, opponent change to David Price, you know, it's not on paper, it's not a formal heavyweight champion fighting you know, it's former British champion fighting another former British champion. So it's more of a domestic heavyweight clash opposed to a world, uh, a world, a former world champion looking to get back at uh, fighting for World honors, and, and, the, and the fighter who has beaten the current unified heavyweight champion in um, Andrews Jr. So it does change it a little bit. So a lot of a, a lot of what was maybe said earlier might not be applicable now that the the Joseph Parker fight is no longer happening in there, it's David Price. But it's probably more enticing now that it's David Price because more people in the venue would have know David Price, would have supported him over the years, may have supported him at the Olympics, going back to 2008, so there's a, there's a deep, rich history with David Price that the, the, the boxing fans will know and be fully familiar with, so they're gonna be more interested Possibly in this fight than it would have been a Parker fight. So it's just, it's, if, if there are different, there are different avenues and different arguments you could have. But it's a great show. Tune in Sky Box Office. It's going to be a great fight. Um, both fights, the progress, um, Josh Taylor fight is going to be an absolute barnstormer as well. And um, yeah, it's got some, some some tasty, tasty knockout specials on the show.
4: And just finally, one last question. Um, Joshua Ruiz, the fight in Saudi Arabia for Joshua's belts. Um, we expect left to be the IBF mandatory, Usyk the WBO mandatory, mm. providing his transition to heavyweight goes as smoothly as we expect. Um, if then belts do become fragmented, obviously we know Joshua and Derek are quite good friends, but if they do become fragmented, um, plans for Derek to perhaps fight for a world title next year? given that he comes yeah,
5: through, yeah, he can't look too far into the future, but you know, the, the end goal is not only to challenge for a heavyweight title, but to win it. And to be able to win it, you have to be in a position to challenge for it. And to be in a position to challenge it, you need to win fights like, you, like uh, he's going to have on the 26th of October against David Price. So one step at a time, but yeah, his whole plan is to become heavyweight champion. That It doesn't get any higher than that for a professional heavyweight. So he's, he's fallen short in the past. He's making the necessary adjustments in his lifestyle and in training to give himself the best opportunity so um, we'll see we'll see on saturday at the o2 arena uh, just how much he's uh, what his chances may look like
4: okay i'm going to leave it there I'll let you get back to training derek sure. or i won't say too much more <laughs> worry, thank you for speaking to ifl tv no, catch up with you soon
3: This is Rob Tebbuk for Boxing Social in association with Beck Fred. Delighted as always to be joined by the Haymaker, David Hay. Um, slightly less glamorous around us. They usually are catching up with you in Vegas or LA. But We're here in lovely Vauxhall. How are you David?
5: I'm not bad. We're at the Park Plaza Hotel in Vauxhall. We've got the, the house of behind, you don't see this, guys, but behind it we've got the house of parliament, Big Ben in, covered in scaffolding, but it's a beautiful view. It's London at its finest. So yeah, not quite LA or Vegas, but it'll do.
3: What have you been up to? Last time I saw you was Fury Wallin Fight Week in Las Vegas. What have you been doing since then? Um,
5: Assisting Derek in getting himself into the shape required to put on an absolute hell of a fight. You know, Derek uh, requires 12 rounds of all-out aggression, violence, fitness has to be better than ever. We were preparing for Joseph Parker, and obviously Parker was bitten by a spider and no longer available to fight. Um, so up jumps, David Price, didn't take any coercing into the fight. He was there going, me, me, I want this one. And for me, when you get a fighter who's already in preparation for a fight, who's very happy to jump in, you know, at what would be considered short notice. I think he had like four weeks at the time, but he was already in training. He believes he can win. Confidence is sky high after the Dave Allen victory. So, uh, I think we've got ourselves a, a mini domestic clash. Uh, a, a clash that's going to get everybody very, very excited, sitting on the edge of their seats. I can see, you know, knockdowns. I can see drama. I can see legs buckling. I can see, you know, I can, you can make an argument for why both fighters wins this fight. You know, Derek has shown... In, in the last year that he's willing to become a professional boxer. There's a lot of professional boxers out there, boxing, professional boxing, who don't live like a professional athlete. He is now, and I think you you, you will see that when he steps on the scales, you know, the, the, the pace in which he was he set in, in sparring yesterday, I'd consider was an unrealistic pace to fight, to spar with, particularly looking at his early training for instance the sparring he did in the lead up to the dylan white fight he was probably throwing three times as many punches getting hit with a hundred times less punches and he looked like the derek Tazora that we've seen in spits and spurts and little segments here and there he's doing it consistently for a lot longer now and he's going to be he's going to he's not going to be not too many heavyweights who can who could deal with that in heavyweight boxing today you know it might have just been a fluke he the stars and moon all aligned yesterday, but yesterday's spa specifically, I was like, okay, this is it, We're, this, is, this is what all of this work over the last years has been about, it's getting him into the physical shape and mental shape that he is now, that he knows he can go for three minutes around and that minute rest between, he can fully recover, reload and go back again, he can do that 12 times and um, he's doing it on the bag, he's doing it on a burst climb, he's doing his circuit training, he's doing his weight training, he's doing all of the things, he's resting, he's sleeping, he's doing all the things that he wasn't doing in the past and that he started to do once he started working with me, but now it's fully integrated into his system and he's living and breathing boxing. And it's, it's really nice to see, it really is nice to see
3: backtrack a little bit let's talk about david price after after we talk about this uh joseph parker bit by a spider now we had Carl frampton get like what attacked by an ornament not too long ago and his hand broken i think it's the first time i've ever heard of a spider bite causing an injury to a fighter tell me about first of all you finding out about that and what was your reaction i
5: think eddie eddie just uh eddie gave me a shout and was like bad news i was thinking oh what's going off here and he said parker parker's out i was like what happened to him? Bit by a spider. I was thinking, is, he, was, is this a wind up? Is he going to say, is this some sort of Peter Parker joke where he turns into Spider Man or something? No, it wasn't. He just, no, he generally just got bit by a spider. And I was like, okay. Frustrating, particularly as Derek was working so hard in the gym. I was thinking, I hope we don't get some tricky little guy who doesn't really come to win and, or tries to nick it on point. I was like, oh. was like, it was a bit of a stressful time for everybody, but fortunately, David Price, once David Price and his team realized that Derek uh, needed an opponent, they wanted it and they wanted, they wanted the opportunity and they've got it. And nothing better when you get two fighters who've known each other for years, they know how good the other is. Um, I believe Dave won't know how good Derek is. If he goes by his sparring sessions he had in the past, this is a different human being altogether. He's, he's not that guy anymore. The move, the head movement, the the, it's different now. The intensity is completely different, and um, I think Price is going to be very surprised at um, the relentlessness of uh, uh, Chisora. As I don't, I don't think he's going to like the pace that's set. He's not going to, he's going to want to slide it down with his jab. Obviously, as boxing 101, if someone's coming at you, hit him, hurt him with a jab, and keep him at bay. If they do get into range, hit him hard or hold him. Simple, that's what I'd advise Dave to do if I was in his corner, as I'm sure what his, his corner is going to suggest. But I think uh, Derek's going to have a, an answer for that. And the answer's going to be very, very fun to watch. And it's going to be explosive, but you can never write a heavyweight off who punches as hard as uh, 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 David Price. Absolute mammoth puncher. Catch the.: just Absolute mammoth, absolute ma- mammoth puncher. And I've sparred with him before. He's hit me with some big shots in the past in sparring. over the many, many, probably hundreds of rounds of sparred with him. You know, since he was an amateur all the way up till he was sort of British champion level. He's um, he's always had that big hit, big long levers. You no, know, he doesn't have big hands, but I think that kind of works in his favour. He can get his hand into little gaps, and he can sort of squeeze. If you if you hold your hands up, he can squeeze. He can squeeze it right through the middle. And that's uh, that's one of his uh, one of his strengths. Um, so Derek's head is going to be moving pretty rapidly. As you know, Derek Derek knows he can't be just eating jabs. In the past, he's tried to walk through people's jabs and he's been able to do that because he's pretty tough. But against uh, someone that big, that heavy-handed, it's, it's, you're just going to get your face caved in like Dave Allen did. You know, he tried to just walk through his punches and he came off, came pretty unstuck pretty quick.
3: There was a lot of rumors swirling around a potential replacement, Michael Hunter, Alexander Poveckian. There was a lot of names kind of banded about. How did you end up with David Price?
5: I think it was the fight that was, was the most attractive in all elements in terms of marketability. You know, he, he's known, he's a known quantity. Uh, everybody likes him. I don't know anyone who says, I don't like David Price. He's a nice guy. He's, he always gives the best of, best of himself. He's been very unlucky. The losses that he has had, that he got stick for, later, later transpires that the guy who beat him was on steroids. So it wasn't really a loss, you know, I made an made example earlier, it's like you go going to the Olympics and getting a silver medal at the Olympics, but the gold medalist fails for steroid tests. You then get upgraded to the gold medalist, you won there. It doesn't work like that in boxing, you get knocked out in a, in a fight, that fight again becomes uh, banned because he's takes steroids, it's known that he was a steroid cheat, but sometimes they don't even change the result to a no contest. Let alone have you winning it. So he's still got all the negative publicity, all the negative press, all of the naysayers. Then oh, you're finished. You got knocked out. doesn't. It. It's not fair for boxers, and he's definitely been on the receiving end way too many times of that unjust, unfair part of boxing that somehow we need to address. You know, if a fighter get if a fight, a fighter fails a test, um, he he shouldn't be allowed to continue holding a victory even a no contest seems a bit unfair for the person who's been knocked out and hurt yeah
3: and of course you don't get over the psychological scars yeah, that something it's like that happens
5: not only psychological it's the financial value. you lose a fight by knockout your 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 cash value significantly diminishes whether the fighter is found guilty or not guilty you've been knocked out it's a bit sad it's a sad part of boxing. And it's just unfortunate for David that he's been on the receiving end of that like two or three times or something ridiculous. It's, it's really sad. But no, he, he feels he's, he's, he's got himself into good shape now. So he's, he's coming to do a number on Derek. Derek's come to do a number on Dave. So I think the fans, the boxing fans are in for an absolute treat.
3: Do you think this is a more dangerous fight for Derek than I Joseph guess. Parker? Early
5: for sure. I think uh, David Price in the first three or four rounds is significantly more dangerous Punch for punch, than Parker is. Parker's not a big star. He doesn't try and chin you in the first round. He tries to ease into it. He gets, he lets his jab go. He wants to get his range, get his distance, get his flow going. David Price just needs to hit you with that jab, and he's trying to, he's trying to drill you early because he's in fear of running out of energy, running out of steam in the later round. So if he wants to get, if he can get, if there's an opportunity for him to get you out early, he wants to touch you with that jab and he wants to ram it home that big right hand or big right. I've been on the receiving end of that right uppercut of his. Remember, year it was like that to 2004 or five. Oh, you don't want to be on the end of it. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't have the greatest chin in the world, but it weren't the worst. And you know, I buckled the knees. Let's just say, and um, any heavyweight who's unlucky enough to walk onto an uppercut from David Price is really going to just ask Alexander Pavetkin. He came close to getting done there, and I think maybe he didn't respect. David Price going into that fight, looked at his record, been knocked out by Tony Thompson. How was Tony Thompson at the time? Now i beat this guy, not that easy. So fortunately, Chisora knows that David Price is legit, uh legit danger and he's going to need to break him down slowly and surely, work the body, work the head, he needs to just grind him down. Uh, once David Price, I believe, loses that initial first wind, he doesn't reload that well. Once he's exhausted, he he doesn't sit down after a minute and then come back and then have a second wind and really step it up again. Derek can be, because Derek's normally exhausted after the first round, but he's expecting that because that's how he's been training. So the second round, he starts again and he can just keep pushing. So I think that's the difference between the two of them. You know, I think Derek's danger is, is early, walking onto one of those big shots, and Price's danger is getting outworked and getting dragged into a dogfight where he's forced to fight every second of every round. I don't think he liked like to. I think he'll want to slow the pace down, and try and dictate the pace with his jab, like he did against um, uh, Dave Allen. I think he will want to try and implement a similar, similar tactics for that fight, which tactically was perfect. He fought a perfect fight that night. You know, he, he held, he set, set, kept his chin behind that his, his left shoulder. He was he was rolling nice. He was. The body shots are nice, the jab to the body. He, he did exactly what I had hoped he could do many years ago, and it seems like he's found his flow. Let's hope he doesn't find it too much.
3: Final one on Price Chisora, Chisora Price. Where do we stand with regards to a trainer? i have been waiting for an announcement for a while. We still haven't had one. What can you tell me?
5: Um, you'll see in the ring on um, the 26th. Or we might see him in the, the public. Work. Is he going to punch the public workout? out here again? I don't know. Hopefully you will see fight week.
3: Get yourself a trainer's licence?
5: No, I will not be in Derek cor- Corner, no. Okay. I'm in corner, but not in the capacity as a coach, no. Okay, so well, not me, so strike me off that list.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you managed, promote, used to fight? Training's the only one that's yeah. left? Yeah, nutritionist as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Going to try and breeze through a few quick things um, before we get going. Get going with the interview or...? B- you come to before him, you get going, I'll just a couple of going, quick, a couple of ever, quick you know. things to get your opinion on. Um, we mentioned drugs at the start of the interview. Alexander Usyk makes his debut this weekend. Yeah. Torren Spong failed a drugs test this it week. Was it, um, I can't, it was a masking agent, so we're not sure what he uh, actually not, was taking. Yeah. But.
5: Okay. It's a shame. Um, I thought Sprong would have been a good fight. I thought that he was, he'd have been up for it. He'd have let his hands go. He was in shape, obviously. He was motivated, um, a little too motivated by the sounds of things. Um, but we've got uh, Chad Witherspoon, not the worst name they could have dug out. Um, big guy, been around for a long time. Um, I believe Usyk will need a spectacular knockout victory to to say, yeah, this is my heavyweight debut, this is what I can do. I remember when I, I had my first you know, big heavyweight debut after I was... Uh, unified cruiserweight champion. It was against uh, Monty Two Guns Barrett, and is at the O2 Arena, and it was an exciting fight. You know, I think I got knocked down one stage, and I knocked him down a few times. It was a proper tear up, and that was like everyone was like, "Yeah, you can do it." At your, you, you, you brought your punch power from the cruiserweight to the heavyweights, you know. So he needs to have a similar type of fight in terms of. People have all said no one says he's the biggest puncher, but he's so skillful, he's so slick and clever, his boxing IQ is through the roof. If he can do that same, if he can use those same skills that's made him a great cruiserweight to smash a big heavyweight, I think people are going to really start jumping on the bandwagon. If he struggles on points and it's a split decision, I don't think too many people are going to be fanning that flame.
3: He had a torn bicep, which is an injury that you had before. Tell me about the rehabilitation for that. And yeah, what what yeah, could it I, take from yeah, you? Yeah, I, don't,
5: I, I didn't tear my bicep. I ruptured my bicep clean off the bone. So I had to reattach it to the bone and have to learn had to fully heal, which I'm not sure if it ever, ever will do. Yeah. Uh, hopefully his one was just a, a small tear. Hopefully it wasn't fully ruptured. I've seen some of his training and if he would have had a similar injury to I had, he wouldn't be hitting the bag like he was. Some hitting a heavy bag in a position where it's a lot I don't. I, I think it must, must have just been a, a small tear um, that's fully healed because that's a horrendous injury for a boxer to get a, a torn bicep particularly if it's fully ruptured it's very you, you're never quite the same again
3: Just finally Tyson Fury your old mate has been making the headlines in the last week or two has been on WWE your thoughts on that I
5: love it I think it's great I think anything that re- anything that reaches outside of the hardcore boxing fans is a plus I think uh, I remember. If it's good enough for Donald Trump to do it, if it's good enough for Floyd Mayweather to do it, I've seen I've seen fighters over the years. I've seen uh, I think Ali did it as well. Tyson. Yeah, Tyson did. it. I think it's good. I think it's it's a nice thing. It's a. It's a I like the WWE. I think it's a great great entertainment. You know, I've been to see the shows a few times. It's great. It's you know it's a it's a fun it's a fun night out to be there live. I, took, I mean, took Cassius to watch it, and he. He loved it, he thought he was great, and uh, I think it's good that Tyson Fury is reaching out outside of the boxing fans to a diff- completely different demographic, and he, he fit right in. I saw a little clip of it on, on YouTube, and he, he's, he's a he's WWE type of fighter, he's that type of guy. He looks like one of those guys has got a beard and the hair, I thought, he, I thought he was good, I thought he was nice, he fit in, and uh, yeah, maybe once, he's, once he retires from boxing he could do that full time.
0: Look who it is. He's fucking here with a cookie, you
6: know. Oh no, I wore this shirt in the last interview with Uma. Did you really? Yeah.
0: All right, mate. What's happening, Frank? Good, mate. Good to What's see going on? You. Good to see you in America. But you're mm. always here anyway,
6: aren't you?
0: One second. Gorgeous. My, my mum says I can't eat with my mouth full. What's going on, Coots? What's going on, mate? It's good to have you here, mate. We're in Chicago, i ages. I know. The last American trip with you lot was Joshua Roy's. That's very good. All the other boys have been doing it, haven't they?
6: You've just been partially retired, haven't you? No, Being i like, didn't... Andrew, you go there, Umar, no. you go there. They want to be there. I'm joking, I'm joking. What's Umar's been, been
0: doing a good job. Yeah, Umar's been doing all right he?
6: My new mate. Yeah. Except, did you hear what happened? No. Oh, mate. What? Oh, mate.
0: What happened? Should I say it? Yeah, go on, say it. Whatever it is. He turned uh...
6: up, didn't he, late. He organised an interview, not just with me. He turned up to the zone office, he's late. Sorry, Umar.
0: He's lucky he got the interview. What Was he interviewing Joe? Yeah.
1: What did Joe say about it?
0: Joe was
6: alright. He was just winding him up. He said, "I'm going to text Cooper him. He was in one of the interviews. You obviously didn't watch it.
0: I haven't seen the like the 30 minuteer that you popped in as well. It was meant to be yeah, I was just sitting there like that. Oh right.
6: Now Joe asked me if I'd go in there with him. I think I I take away from some of the comments, don't
0: I? Take the dairy of him. Yeah. From.
6: yeah. I mean, he still gets a bit stick, but at least they divvy it up between him and me.
0: Are you big-time enough to have a No Context Smith account or not?
6: There is one, yeah. Is there really? There's No Context Tank. Ah. It, ha- it, it would be fair to say it hasn't quite hit off like No Context Hand. Oh but gosh. he's just milking it now,
0: isn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's reached 230,000 Twitter followers, it's mental. In how long? In about a month.
6: That's impressive. Isn't it? Say something like sixty million in, uh,
0: yeah, impressions. impressions. Something tells me at some point it may overtake Eddie Hearn's actual account. Possibly. Do you think it will?
6: I think he's playing up to it. Yeah. Have you done an interview with him since We've you've been in? We've spoken here? about it a few times. No, but did he throw any? Think, yeah, he always does twangers in. The he loves it. Do
0: you reckon he's got shares in it?
6: I reckon he started it. Do you reckon? Yeah.
0: A lot of people have actually said that. A lot I mean, people... it
6: would be an unbelievable self, you know, uh, publication, you know, publicising for himself, wouldn't it?
0: No, but I don't, I don't know if you're saying it as a joke, but there are people that are out there that think that Eddie Hearn is actually behind No Context Hearn. I
6: know, no, but the funny thing is, he said it as well, didn't he? That everyone thinks that actual Eddie Hearn's a bit of a whereas No Context Hearn is just this hilarious geezer. Yeah. The people who don't.
0: It's true though, isn't it? Yeah.
6: I don't think he's in How's life? Good, mate. Good. Busy, busy. Flying around the world.
0: You've got a show in Italy when? Tonight. Tonight? Oh, sorry. Uh, tomorrow tomorrow night, night, sorry.
6: forget what night is, yeah. So tomorrow who's night, night. So Ross E.G. Ross Garrity. Ross G. Head of European Markets. He's out there, bossing everyone around.
0: What part of Italy is it?
6: That one's uh, Trento. I need so to it's get like to one of these of Italian shows. like a festival of sport. Big festival of sport. it be good. Yeah. Tune in. The zone, Sky Sports, the zone Italy, the zone USA, it's everywhere. Mm. And then uh, the big one, Saturday night.
0: And it's relentless, it's like Newcastle next week.
6: Newcastle next week.
0: Oh, 02 the week after.
6: Yeah, oh, here he is, no contact and
0: Come here, quickly.
6: You know what I was saying earlier about, got myself back in shape, I'm on it, hair transplant come in December. The other end of the spectrum, I'll pass you back over.
0: He said he's doing a transplant in you December. He needs it.
6: You know, you should see him in the wind. Like, from a shot. But he's actually
0: line. actively telling everyone he's going to do it, so.
6: He does need it. Mm. I think it's impressive. I think people who have hair, I commend them. He's got the money. Yeah. Why not? Or you've got a head of hair like this. you got
0: a beautiful head of hair, Frank. Me and you, Kirk. A little fade. A little lines. fade up. Hairlines, baby.
6: So look, baby. Mm. But yeah, no, it's relentless, but it's good fun. We're going in the right direction.
0: Right, press conference is just about to start. Frank, a little quick, quick catch-up. but uh, One day we'll, uh, we'll go deeper in you.
6: I can't wait for you to go deeper in me. That, that won't. <laughs> won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, top See mind. you, mate. What's up, man?
0: Thanks, Frank.